0: Father, what are you saying through this day? What are you saying through this uh, most important day of our nation, Anzac Day? Um, you're saying something deep into our hearts, and that's why we really feel a little bit low-key today, isn't it? We didn't have that big, bomb, bomb, bon, bon praise, and uh, we usually go all out with the praise and the, and the guitars. But we really thought we really need to maybe just um, just honor this 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 at least this morning. And then tonight, I really expect this. I really expect that um, we're going to really have a good time. Amen. I think we've got a lot of people coming out tonight, a lot of visitors, a lot of visitors coming to this church at night. What's happening, guys? What's happening? And so we're saying to you, please help us be hospitable. Help us show your your uh, hospitality of the house to all these visitors and uh, we need you. We need you to be here. There was a guy. Let me just take you through something. I think it will bless you. Um, and it's a thought about this character trait of Australia, this this mateship. Say mateship and sacrifice. Okay, give me 20 minutes. And apparently they did land on the 25th of April in the wee hours, and they did bow their heads and uh, and they prayed, they went, and they got onto that beach. And that's basically where they stopped for eight months, uh, eight months, uh, eight months. But there was this little guy, 18 he was, and his name was John Simpson. Any Anyone heard of John Simpson? He wasn't a fighting man, he was in the ambulance. So when they landed on the beach... Uh, on this morning, when they landed on the beach, he found a mule. He found a donkey uh, near one of the Turkish huts. And, and of course, it was carnage, mayhem, and uh, people, you know, were dying. And um, But what this young man did for a matter of, uh, anyway, he, he straight up got this donkey and, and the men landed on the beach and then they tried to get up the peninsula and there was these trenches, there was these, um, you know, there was these paths. But they were under sniper fire. It was, it was just totally unfair, really. But the Aussies, through this extraordinary sacrifice, uh, you know, this, this spirit in them that really, that, 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 that they're known for, really dug in deep. And they did it for eight months, by the way. Eight months. Eight months. Imagine that. Some people say to our church, how did you do it? Man, you you know, how would you birth this church? You're in school halls. You're in five years in a tent. We have people still saying, five years in a tent. How did you do that? I mean, this is nothing compared to... There's always a sacrifice. You are sitting in a sacrifice of people that dragged equipment onto this land, set it up, packed it down, and you are in salvation paid by a sacrifice of our Lord and Savior. Do you know what I'm saying? You are in a sacrifice. If you're alive, your mum paid for you with a sacrifice of, ah! <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? And your dad going to work and coming home and putting bread and, and, and milk and, you know, and and, 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 you know, there's a sacrifice in our life. Young people, don't forget the sacrifice. And we've had this miracle of the last 10, 15 years of the resurgence of this honoring of our Anzac, because the Anzac the ceremony was starting to dwindle away, because the Anzac started to to, die, to dwindle. I mean, the real soldiers, they were starting to dwindle, and there's only probably even one or two of them left, in fact. I'm not sure. None. Probably none. I'm not sure. And And, and so, because of that, in the 70s and the 80s, it started to dwindle and dwindle, but now... Something happened in this nation in the early 90s. I don't know what happened. But the young people say, hang on. Okay, so we're living this great life because of this great sacrifice. Um, because of the, the, you know, we're living in democracy and w- a wonderful nation. Because of this great price of these soldiers, young men and women, paying for their very life for our freedom. My God, we need to honor that. And so they began to come out again to the Anzac ceremonies all over the country, in the country, in the, in the RSLs, and you know, and they started to honor the sacrifice. And I think the Bible says in Corinthians, first the natural, then the spiritual. I think what we're seeing in the natural of people honoring, um, the Anzacs, I think in the spirit, They're beginning to go, they're beginning to lift their gaze even higher and say, My God, Christ, and Mel Gibson helped us with that, didn't he? When we saw the movie, the Mel Gibson movie, what was it called? Yeah. And people went, My God, he paid that price, that sort of price for us, for for salvation. And people went, My God, okay, so let's look at church again. Let's look at Jesus again. So, John Simpson, he was a man with a donkey, apparently. He carried wounded soldiers out of the battle zone at Gallipoli. His name was actually John Simpson uh, Kirkpatrick, but he signed up as John Simpson. That's who they knew him as. Field ambulance, medical corps. He did so simply as John. Yeah. Um, and, and so, apparently, he found a donkey abandoned in a Turkish hut during the few weeks. Uh, During the weeks ensuing weeks after they landed, he used the donkey to bring wounded men down the beaches from the trenches, uh, up the hills, in fact, fact down. Apparently, he managed to transport 10 to 15 men a day in the trenches. He gave the wounded soldiers first aid first, then he put uh, them on his donkey and led them down to the field hospital on the beach. His route up the hills was along a gully the Australians called Shrapnel Gully, Shrapnel Gully. Unfortunately, because this was the main route up the hills, it was constantly shelled by the Turks uh, as well as coming under uh, sniper fire. And it was here that Simpson was killed on May the 19th. So he landed on Anzac Day the 25th today which happens to be my birthday, and Bryce's birthday, and someone else said it was their birthday today. I don't know. Oh, the foxtail girl down at... Uh, the fo- oh, we were talking to her and witnessing to her. And isn't that great? And uh, people are so open to God, man. And so we're talking to the Foxtel girl because I want Christian TV. I need Christian TV. I can't watch, watch people on morgues anymore and, and, and murders. And you can't watch anything without a murder. So I said, Julia, I need, I need some God TV. How do you get that? So Foxtel and the lady said her birthday was today. Well, God bless you. 10, 15 men a day this man brought down until... Uh, he was killed on May 19th by the sniper fire. He was bringing a, a wounded man down the beach when he was hit by a sniper's bullet. He was about 23 years of age. Let's just quickly put up Luke 10:26. I don't want to go on too long, but I, I want to talk about Jesus told another story about another man with a donkey, a teacher of the Jewish law, that was trying to trap Jesus by what he was asking and uh, it goes a little bit like this. I'm gonna is it good enough from here on in, about ten minutes now, so and this this religious leader was trying to trip Jesus up and he says, What man what must a man do to receive eternal life? Jesus threw the question back at him by saying, in Luke ten twenty six, what is it written in the law? What do you read there? He says. <laughs> and the man said, you shall love the Lord your God. He knew the word of God. Of course, he was able to quote it back. And he says, you shall love the Lord your God with your heart and with all your soul, and with all your strength and with all your mind. And your neighbor, say neighbor, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And you are right, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But the teacher of the law wanted to justify himself, meaning that he wanted to extract out of Jesus, um, something that would allow him to only meet out his care and love to certain people, meaning his neighbors, only his neighbors. And Jesus radically tells him, radically propositions him with uh, with a story of of the Good Samaritan. Anyone heard the story of the Good Samaritan? Put up your hand if you have. Amen. Who went to an early dawn morning service this morning? Who went to early dawn morning? Thank God i got you people to to have a minute's silence. And um, that's good. But the teacher of the law wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? Well, of course, we know that Jesus then told the parable of the Good Samaritan about a man. I'm not going to read it all. I haven't got time. But it was about a a man. Good Samaritan is on a stretch of road between Jericho and Jerusalem, 70 miles long. And there was a lot of potential there to be robbed, um, bandits to, to get you because... You know, it was closed in. And anyway, he he tells this story, a good Samaritan, about a man. By the way, Samaritans uh, supposedly didn't like Jews. Or Jews, let me say it the other way. Jews didn't like Samaritans. Jews did not like Samaritans. So we've got this story about a good Samaritan. Jesus uh, starts to unpack it about a man with a donkey who stopped to help a Jew who had been bashed up by robbers. So the Jew is being bashed up by robbers. And uh, it's on this dangerous road to Jerusalem to Jer- uh, Jericho. He gave him first aid, then put him on his donkey. He took him to an inn. He took him to a place of respite where he paid to have him looked after. Point. The trouble here is in this story. As he's explaining it to the Jew, the point is the trouble is with this story. The Good Samaritan. What? The, I mean, the Jew. Is suppo- or the Good Samaritan, I should say, is the enemy of the Jew. So the Good Samaritan should not have stopped for the Jew. Because as the man quoted in the law, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Almost like you could actually, with that stopping right there as an Old Testament law, uh, that you could actually maybe be exclusive or in- exclusive of certain people that you would help. Meaning that uh, as, as uh, in terms of mateship, in the Aussie mateship, that we would only help our mates stand with our mates. Mateship goes way back, by the, by, by the way, right back to when the country was formed and uh, we, we pulled together. Unfortunately, we were cast out thinking that we it was going to be our demise but because Aussies are you know intuitive I mean they're 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 they tenacious thanks Jules they're tenacious they're strong and they were just good good great people that maybe have stole the loaf of bread but still they bandied together they bandied together and they stuck together as mates and they made a way through life and they 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 gave us this society, uh, the community which we live in. So mateship was really about sticking together. But Jesus, I just want to try and get the point across. Jesus is trying to say through this, this story that this, that it's not just about your neighbor. It's actually beyond that. So let's have a look at that. Let's have a look at that. So we see this in John Simpson's life. Uh, he he's reaching out to the people he knows, his fellow Australians, the soldiers. John Simpson, he goes out, he, he he brings these soldiers back. That's that's his mates. They're all his mates, as far as he's concerned. As far as he's concerned, they're his mates. But what we've got here is a story. In the um, I guess the Good Samaritan is about this that um, that Jesus. Is saying to us, not only your mates, but who is your neighbor? Your neighbor is actually everyone, including your enemy. That Jew on the road, bashed, left for dead, who could be you or I. And it's a bit like Jesus, too, because Jesus is saying, I'm going to go beyond that thing about that law about love your neighbor as you love yourself. The, good, the, the, the story of the Good Samaritan is really about this. It's really about this, that we reach not out to our mates, that we don't just do the John Simpson thing and go out and get our wounded Garth from the, from the, from the fields and bring him back. But if I see anyone, in fact, if I see the boat people landing on our Toon Bay... Jesus is saying, "I'm supposed to go to them and help them." You know, it's as crazy as like the Palestinians helping the the Israelis. Uh, Jesus is trying to tell us that not just your good mates I want you to reach out to, but I want you to reach out to, I want you to reach out to even your enemy. I mean, this would be like John uh, John Simpson literally seeing a Turkish guy now wounded, and if John Simpson had picked that Turkish guy up, helped him with some first aid, pulled him over his donkey, and brought him down to the Australian hospital, that would be the good Samaritan. But Jesus is actually just breaking all the rules. John Simpson broke the rules of, uh, you know, he endangered his life. But when you break the rules... You, you, you suffer persecution, and it says that in this in this word here. I'm crunching now because it says uh, Luke twenty Luke six twenty seven. Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away from your coat. Or any from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Seemingly, Jesus says, even if as you're trying to help people and reach out to people, um, you, you're gonna you're gonna find yourself in some hairy situations. It's not gonna be all wonderful reaching out to certain people and reaching out to your enemies. Uh, it, it's not gonna be because. You're sort of breaking the rules. This mateship rule we have as one of these great virtues as Australians. Uh, Imagine if we started to reach out to people as Jesus wants us to, reaching out to people even beyond our mates. Would that be a good day? Jesus says we're supposed to do that. We're supposed to reach out to the world look at you. you, you were down and out, you were unsaved, you were wounded on the road to Jericho, you were down and out. And, and imagine, because there was a priest that walked by, snubbed the nose at at this person, and, and then there was a Levite, the story says, and, and this religious person snubbed the nose again at that. But, but there was this good Samaritan that came by and with compassion reached out to his enemy and gathered him up, gave him first aid and put him over his donkey, took him to the inn. Right there is a great giving message, Gar. Paid money so this guy could be, um, find respite but also be, be healed and recovered. Is, it, is that what we do with our tithe? Here, here's my tithe. If you, if you get some souls saved at youth, can you bring them into a safe place? and if they need more, just tell me. Well, Garth got up this morning and said, hey guys, we actually do need more money. We, we, We need to record some stuff to get the word out. That's exactly what this stuff's about. It's about us with sacrificial giving, sacrificial love, reaching out to people beyond our mates. Who is our neighbor? Who is our neighbor? Not just the one beside us, not just the one over the road. Our neighbor is everyone. Our neighbor is the Iranians. That's why we reached out to them this morning. Our neighbor is our enemies. Our neighbor is the boat people. hundred boats, apparently, we've had this year. And people say, oh, the boat people, they should... not be... How dare they come to our fair shores? How dare they uh, taking out? Jesus said we're supposed to be reaching out to them, we're supposed to be embracing them, giving them first aid, blessing them. Jesus is actually propositioning this Jewish man so radically, so radically that he, he says to him, unless you love... He basically, if you, if you go back to... Can we go back to Luke 10.25? Luke 10.25, I'm nearly done. Because this Jewish religious leader is saying, how can I inherit the kingdom of God? How can I inherit the kingdom of God? It says it in the word. How can I inherit eternal life? And then Jesus tells the story of the the parable of that. On one occasion, expert, an expert in the law, an expert in the word of God. Where's my Bible? Does the preacher have a Bible? I must have left it out the back in the prayer room, did I? Can I have your Bible go? An expert, that's cool, I don't need it. I, don't, I, don't, I just, I just. what do you got in there? All your money, have you? This expert of the law comes to Jesus. And on one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to the test Jesus. To test Jesus, teacher, he asked, what must I do to in- inherit eternal life? Then unpacks the story of the Good Samaritan and basically says in that, unless you reach out to your neighbor, your enemies, the afflicted, the suffering, the sick, the poor, the disenfranchised, unless you reach out with mercy, unless you reach out with mercy, to these people all around us, not just our neighbor and not just the mateship of C Three Tugra, not just your mates that meet outside, unless you really reach out to those people, you're going to fall short of this this love that that in fact in fact I've given you. Jesus comes across us and says, Well, there's Garth. He's wounded. He's he's down and out. Jesus looks at him, reaches out to him, saves his soul, gives him life, life to love, life to reach out. And then again, he then perpetuates that back to the people all around him, back through his church. He's reaching out. He's reaching out. Jesus saying, we've got we to gotta continually love our enemies, our neighbors, the strangers, no matter who they are, continually to reach out to them. And in that way, we will inherit the kingdom of God. But it's mateship. It's just my mates. It's beyond that, guys. It's beyond that. Beyond these people that they don't call this church their their church, this, their home, it's it's about all these people in our community. So let's just pray for that. Let's stand. Let's just stand right now. Jesus, you said, "Do to others as you would have them do to you," and He adds this: "Your reward will be great." And you will be children of the Most High. For he's kind to the ungrateful and to the wicked. Father, we honor the Anzacs. We honor John Simpson for reaching out and paying a great price. But we honor you, Lord God, for saving our souls. Let's just lift our hands right now. Father, Lord, you saved us with a sacrificial price of sacrificial love. You reached out to us when we were down and out, bleeding, discarded, left for dead. You reached out for us, Lord. How would we feel? How would we feel if someone just walked by you when you were desperate for help? How would you feel? The good Samaritan, the spirit of the good Samaritan, the spirit of the Anzacs, the spirit of Christ within us as aussies guys this is this is what i want to say to you the spirit of the anzacs the spirit of the good samaritan the spirit of christ within you let's not walk past anyone in our daily walk in our in our life let's not walk by anyone let's reach out to people let's reach out to people with mercy and grace and the bible says as we do that we inherit eternal life we inherit the kingdom of God. Let's do that, folks. Let's just not have a best friends club here. Let's just not have just a mates, a mates club here. Let's reach out to all the peoples of the earth. Let's reach out. We're going to see that tonight with Garth. He's going to do a show and tell tonight with his video. And, we're so, and I've seen a bit of it. I'm just so blessed to see how we are making a difference in a third world nation. Guys, it's about not reaching out just to your mates. It's about reaching out to the lost, reaching out to the unsaved, reaching out to people that are desperate for a touch of God. So, Father, as we stand in the spirit of the Anzacs, as we stand in this day, help us be like the good Samaritan, willing to pay a price with our actions, not just lip service, but willing to give, willing to stop, Willing to engage, willing to serve, willing to show mercy on behalf of God. Thank you, Father, for this great day. Thank you for this day and what it represents to us as as Australians. Thank you for these most significant virtues, mateship and sacrifice. Thank you for the ones that have gone before us. Thank you, Jesus, for making a way for us. our mums and dads thank you for those people that reached out to us thank you Jesus thank you Jesus that you reached out to me thank you Jesus that you didn't leave me on the road to Jericho battered and bruised and bleeding you picked me up Lord you reached down reach down and pick me up lord maybe you know someone uh, out there in the community maybe a friend or family and you've been walking by them every week every day every month you've been walking by them knowing but i believe this that i believe this that that god's going to give you a new love a compassion a mercy fresh mercy fresh mercy and a predicament and you're going to begin to invite them to the inn. You're going to in, invite them to to the Lord. You're going to invite them to the church. You're going to invite them to that place where they can find respite. Jesus, let us not be like the religious leaders of the day who walked by and, 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 and just ignored them, snuffed them and, snuff them and self-righteously. They're not my neighbor. They're not my neighbor. My neighbor is the ones who are my mates. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us. Forgive us, dear Jesus. Forgive us right now.